When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, look, it'd be awesome if it was 2009 all over again. And it was Sid, Gino, Babyface Tanger, Babyface Jordan Stahl, and Babyface Flower, and all that other stuff. But it's not. And you got to work with what's there. And what's there can, believe it or not, benefit from age. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place you found this. We're not all that far away from the first real activity in Cranberry. Thought I'd Brighten your morning by bringing that up. The rookie camp that the team is having is going to open up on September 15. Actual training camp is just a few days after that. So we're talking about like, you know, three weeks and change, maybe a little bit more, but I'm trying to shorten it. It's going to be nice, really, really nice to have hockey back. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Daily shot of penguins is quite the endeavor when there's almost nothing going on, not just with the local team, but anywhere across the NHL. I do have a fun subject, I think, for you today, though, and that's the concept of age being the mortal enemy of a goal of winning the Stanley Cup. Yes, it's wonderful to be younger in the world's fastest team sport. It absolutely is. There isn't anyone anywhere who would deny the old Herb Brooks saying that the legs feed the wolf when it comes to hockey. For anybody who doesn't know what that means, give it a little bit of thought. Herbie wouldn't have wanted me to give it away for you. You got to be able to skate. Skating is everything. There's not a hockey coach instructor, scout, anywhere from any era who would dispute it. As Eddie Johnston loves to say, there's some things in the game that just don't change. And skating's right atop that man's list as well. But here's the funny thing about the way the Penguins are shaping up for the coming season. They're still going to be fast. 
I believe they're still going to be one of the NHL's faster teams. And this despite being the only one that's going to sit there at a 30.0 in average age in all likelihood. All of the other teams are younger. But let me ask, if the old guys or the old roster can still fly, then what exactly is the problem? Might there be a benefit or multiple benefits? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. I'm going to throw a couple of examples your way, and they're both positive examples. They're both older guys who were on the team last season, one of whom will be on the team this coming season. The one from last season would be Brian Boyle. Wasn't given a chance, even by upper management, as Brian Burke would hilariously later acknowledge, of making the roster. He was in camp as a tryout. He was that much smarter than pretty much everybody else he was taking the ice with. He knew exactly where to be, when to be there, and then what to do once he got the puck. And he wasn't really swayed by anything. He wasn't moved by difficult circumstances. All of that showed. All of that paid off. No, he couldn't skate. Couldn't skate to save his life. But he knew what to do once he had possession. And by the way, that included some pretty sweet finishes, if you'll recall. Wonderful. Move him aside. Jeff Carter, older than Boyle. Carter signed, of course, for the next two years. If you can overlook, and I'm not going to do that, his final couple of months to this past season, where he just seemed to fall off almost inexplicably, looked either tired or, boy, I can't even say lazy, given the way his NHL career's gone. So something went wrong. But the version of Carter that the Penguins have had for the bulk of his time in Pittsburgh has been able to do what, above all else? Right. He's really freaking fast. In addition to having the size and the shot and the propensity to shoot first and all those other things that make him what he's been for a very long time. I would like to presume that something was wrong with Carter going down the stretch. He never acknowledged it. Nobody with the Penguins acknowledged it. It used to be pretty much standard fare that when a season ended, everybody would talk about everybody's injuries. The Penguins have gone away from that the past two, three years, and that includes their players for whatever reason. If they want to make sure nobody's whacking their shins on summer vacation. But there's a part of me that wants to believe that Carter had some kind of issue. Believe you me, when there's a chance at this coming training camp, that's the first question on my list for 77. So you see that old guys can be not just smart and everything else, they can also be fast. And both of those can nullify the concerns that you have about age. But the bigger benefit by a mile, by a mile particularly when it comes to this roster, is plain old familiarity. Think about Sid playing on a line with Jake and Rust. 
if you don't think that there's a cumulative effect to all of their awareness of what each other does in every little situation, then you don't remember that goal that Rust scored off the rush last season when Sid sprung him on that gorgeous billiards pass that Rust purposely allowed to go past him before the bank because he knew it would fool the opposing defenseman. That is not something that happens by playing with someone for a year or two. That is extraordinary familiarity. That's not just chemistry. It's experience. You know what Sid and Jake do. You know what even Jake and Rust between the two of them do. You also know, although it comes with its occasional warts, what the power play can do. That's familiarity. Sometimes, again, it lapses into predictability because you're way too cozy with what everyone else is doing. But the pluses always outweigh the minuses with that. Look, again, I'm going to repeat this. I'm not saying that they shouldn't try to get younger or put younger players in the lineup or that they should keep Drew O'Connor down in the minors or whatever else. Here, I'm saying that it's not all bad the way it seems to be commonly portrayed. When we come back, J1Q. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. J1Q comes from Dano, who asks, who are the top six forwards on the Penguins going into camp, and do they have any room to add an impact offensive difference maker? Dano's question sounds like they're two totally separate, unrelated questions, and I very much get the sense that they aren't, because I don't believe that Dano is referring to cap space or roster room or anything like that, but more toward the concept of, Who's your top six, and is there anybody else who can bust through there? And taking it that way, exactly that way, I would answer this one with an impassioned yes. My belief, and I've gone as far as advocating for this, is that the Penguins are still one major move away from being where they'd really want to be entering this season. Now. That one major move has to happen in concert with trading a defenseman or two. 
whether it's Brian Dumoulin, Marcus Pedersen, however it is that that were to work out. So if you want to count that as two moves or whatever, we're getting technical here. The one major addition is probably the best way to put it. If you add a big-time left winger to play with Geno, and you know that you have the flexibility to choose between Rust and Ricard Raquel in your top six on the right side, or even if you choose to have Raquel slide over to the left. And I know he did a ton of that in Anaheim. I'm just always queasy about wingers on their wrong sides, unless they're like, you know, Yarmir Yaga or whatever. Your left wing depth chart consists of, for this number two line, either Jason Zucker or Danton Heinen, or if he were to have some sort of out-of-this-world training camp, uh, Drew O'Connor were to work his way into that equation, you're not really set at the top six, at least not at some contender's level. You could be, and likely would be, looking at being able to form a decent third line, provided that Carter can bounce back and that Kasperi Kapanen can, I don't know, score more than one goal every two months. But yeah, the way your question could easily have been phrased is, would the Penguins feel either the need or even just the want to upgrade over Zucker or Heinen as your second line left winger and boy my answer would certainly be I hope so especially when you still have a defenseman or two to move now cap space is something else you know it's hard to even discuss where they are with that because you don't know what it'll be after a defenseman or two gets moved what looks right now to be an impossible situation and remember that there's still a hair over the cap might not be. All you got to do is complete one phone call and all of a sudden you're in a pretty decent spot and you can add someone from somewhere else. If it were to be someone younger, great, wonderful. See, I don't want to stick anybody at the end of this show with the idea that I'm advocating for the Penguins to go all old all over the place. All I'm saying with that, to reiterate it one last time, is that it's just not all that bad. Has everyone already forgotten the 2008 Red Wings? You know, the team that won the Stanley Cup right here in Pittsburgh? Those guys were old. They all knew what the other one was doing. And even though they lost to the Penguins the following year... That series also went all the way to the limit, so it's not like it was their age that cost them giving up a couple of goals to Max Talbot. Let's do this again tomorrow. 